You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle, a midlife gal who dishes on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as she covers all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. So excited to have you guys back for another episode today. This is the first one for 2024. I hope that you all had a wonderful holiday time, whatever holiday you celebrate, that you got to have some good food and fun and fellowship. If this is your first time listening, I would love to have you hit the follow button so that you can stay in touch and know whenever episodes are released. And I would appreciate very much if you would leave me a rating and a written review. That just helps me to climb in the algorithm and grow the Midlife State of Mind community. So for this first episode for 2024, I want to talk about a concept that probably most of you are familiar with, the concept of non-attachment. That's what it's called in yoga. You might think of it as letting it be what it is rather than, you know, clinging to what it isn't. And I wanted to start with a definition of what non-attachment is. Non-attachment is a state in which a person overcomes their emotional attachment to or desire for things, people, or worldly concerns and thus attains a heightened perspective. That's just a fancy way of saying that instead of clinging to what we want it to be, that we accept what it is. Oftentimes, suffering or discontentment arises because we have a preference for how we want things to be. And then when they aren't, we suffer disappointment, we may get angry, we may get sad. And I think for me, I first became kind of more aware of this idea of non-attachment during my first teacher training. And I had a very hard time at first. My first 200-hour yoga instructor, he would always just say, you're too attached to things. And I thought he meant emotional. So it's important that you don't confuse non-attachment with being emotionally cold or unfeeling or not being attached to people. That's what I kept thinking is that like, you're asking me to not be attached to my kids or my husband or my mom, and that's just impossible. But what it really means is that I don't have expectations for people that are my expectations. And, you know, when my kids were young and if I had an expectation for them to clean their room or to maybe complete something, that's a little bit different than what I'm referring to. When we practice this non-attachment or surrender, it allows us to not be controlled by our emotions or the outcome of what something is. So oftentimes I think that we will have an idea of how something is supposed to be and it's in our head. Like we've already made the whole outcome in our head, right? We've decided that first this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then when sometimes it works out that way and we think that's great, this is wonderful. And then when things don't happen the way we want them to happen, then we, like I said, suffer disappointment. There are three, what I would consider common types of attachment. The first one is to material things. So Oftentimes we'll have an attachment to our material things because they bring us a false sense of security. We think that the more that we have, the more safe we are. So oftentimes we'll buy things to make ourselves feel better. One of the backlashes to that is though the more stuff that we accumulate, the more worried we become about losing it. So material attachment is one type of attachment. Personal attachment is common as well. And it is where we will almost use people 
as a means to an end so that we can get what we want from them. That's sometimes where our suffering comes in with other people because we want them to do what we want them to do because it benefits us. And are we able to separate? Is it something that is really for their good or is it for our good? Like I was saying about having your children, having expectations for your children, expectations around the house or things like that is not an issue, but we have to look at our motivation as to why we have these expectations for people expectations for behavior, expectations for things to be done the way that we want them to be done. And then the one that I consider the most troublesome is our attachment to thoughts. Oftentimes, these thought attachments of this thinking of this is how it's supposed to be can destroy our physical, our emotional, our psychological, and even our interpersonal relationships and well-being. Because we think that, for instance, maybe with your spouse, you think that you have an idea in your mind of what you think, how they should do things or how they should behave. So oftentimes when we attach ourselves to a thought, we do this because it brings us comfort. It could be that it justifies our ego or it gives us a sense of order and security. I know for myself, as a person who is very orderly, it makes me feel in control. And if you know anything about non-attachment, that's what it does is it gives us this false sense of control, this false sense of safety. And what we really ultimately know is that we actually have no control, but it just placates us and it soothes us and makes us feel like we're in control. And so then when something unexpected happens, like I said, we suffer because it's not the way it's supposed to be, right? This could even come into play with health challenges. For myself, if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know that I have numerous health challenges. And even as early as mid-December, I had an episode of an arrhythmia and it was not what I wanted to do that day. It was not how it was supposed to go. I already had my mind made up of what I was supposed to do. And actually my husband did too. He had a host his first game night. And instead I find myself in the ER getting cardioverted. Not exactly how I wanted to spend my Wednesday, but learning how to just let be what is and not get a attached to, well, I was supposed to do this, this, and this. I want to share with you guys some ways that you can begin practicing non-attachment. I think especially going into a new year, oftentimes people make resolutions or set intentions for themselves. Maybe you have a word of the year or you have a phrase and non-attachment could definitely be something that you work to incorporate in your life this year. The first practice would be to stop looking for happiness in external things. There's a word called involution, which means it's just the fancy way of saying that you seek happiness from within. We all know that we might get a brief hit of dopamine when we go and purchase something. Maybe it's that new purse you wanted and you get that little dopamine hit and you're like, ah, yes, and it doesn't last, right? So instead we have to look for true happiness has to start within ourselves. Number two is letting go of the shoulds and the must-haves. This is not easy, right? Because when we start this practice of allowing and we allow life to flow without imposing our expectations, it's a hard practice to get into. But once we get into the practice of doing it, it becomes easier and we suffer less because we are just practicing allowing. We just are letting things happen and unfold. Doesn't mean we have to be, like I said, cold or unfeeling or even unmotivated to make changes in things. But we just let go of regimented thoughts. 
And then the fourth would be to make friends with uncertainty. Most of the time when we aim to control, we do it out of fear. I know that's my motivation for it. And I want to live a life without fear, but just allowing ourselves to be open to what is unfolding around us. And then fifth would be learning to observe our thoughts and our feelings without identifying with them. You could think of it as a form of meditation of where you just are letting the thoughts pass through you without following them or getting attached to them and just seeing where they lead and what happens without letting them take you down the rabbit hole. The sixth practice would be is recognizing how transient all things are. We know that all things end, all things have a beginning, all things have an end, and it can be very sad. But by recognizing that things are transient, we know that things are going to end when it's something, a hard time, it's going to end. When it's a good time, it's going to end. And instead, just allowing ourselves to experience the experience of what's happening at the moment. So all of these not by any means saying they're easy or even something that I personally am great at, but it is something that I work at every day in my own life, in my dealings with my children, my spouse, and others is letting go of that expectation of how things should be. I'd love to know your thoughts on non-attachment. Is it something that comes easy to you personally, or is it something that you also struggle with? You can send me an email on midlifestateofmindpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go and comment on any of the socials, Midlife State of Mind Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and let me know what you think about non-attachment. As always, thank you so much for listening today, joining in on all the conversations that I have about midlife. I will be back next week with another episode. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production.